Yo, yo, back again, man. Another episode of Rap Names Podcast. You know the voice, you know the headline. The headline is out this week, too, Jerv. Told you I was woofing, man. I went and got the shit cut, man. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm back, man. It's love day. You know what I mean? Showing the love, you know what I mean? Yo, fuck, fuck your hair I know, alarm, man, bro. I know, I know. Fuck your hair alarm, bro. Listen. Yo, I just copped a new uh, one of them uh, water shaver jaws. I, I took the bait, dog. I, one of them Instagram shit. <laughs> it got I, you? I, yo, I had like 10 minutes. <laughs> and my card was already, uh, you know, linked to my Instagram account, yo. So I'm going to give you a review okay. on one of them electric uh, shavers and shit. Just in case you ever got to come home, bro. Just in case. I you already know what it is. is. I mean... You could put that out for other people, but uh, I'm probably out of my way. That's Jerv. And listen, man, no, y'all, look, y'all ain't even heard him speak yet, man. But, you know, we got a, we always say we got a special guest. We got the fucking king himself here, man, Josiah Johnson in the building. What's up, my boy? What's going on? Hey, bro, I'm, I'm not no king. I'm just a regular dude. I, nah, I take that hand off as a nah, king. Nah, nah, no, nah, no, 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 not today. Sorry. Not today. Sorry. Listen. One thing you got to know about black men is that when we see another black man, we're going to out compliment that nigga. So guess what? Uh, it's your time right now. The spotlight is on you. LeBron James and co-sign. I mean, it, the list goes on, dog. But like LeBron is at the top of the list of the shit. You know, the co-sign, the work that you done put in and the, just the timing and the like it's the fucking precision, really, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like you really became, and, and, and look, we always knew you was ill. Like since the true hoop days, we was doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Even from, you know, from legends, you know, all of that. And you look up now, all these years later, you stay consistent. You stay you, true to you. You know, I never seen you chase nothing or try to, you know, make your own version of some other shit. Like you really carved out this lane and you killing shit, dog, for real. So you better wear that crown, nigga. We gonna, you know, we gonna make you wear that crown over here. Take for sure, now nah, I, I appreciate you. I'm gonna wear it as long as <laughs> I can. Obviously, you know, once, once that crown get on your head, you got a target on your back. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, no, we, we gonna get into that. Are we, are we gonna get into that, man? Because yeah, I'm sure, sure, I'm sure your mentions is man. Listen, dog. I remember the night that uh, LeBron retweeted your shit. I saw your following count jump like four thousand in like two refreshes. Like I refreshed mm-hmm. the shit once and twice, and I was like, oh yeah, it's over. He's out of here. Yeah. He's out of here for sure. It's over. Uh, we already know. <laughs> Um, but you know, as we do every week, we start to show off with what we're listening to at the moment, our current music rotation. Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and get mine out the way because anybody that knows me knows if I pause for a second, I guarantee y'all can guess what I'm listening to. Benny the Butcher, obviously, like he dropped the uh Pyrex Picasso shit, man. Uh, which he which he told us that it was three years old, right? Like all the material on this is like from three years ago. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell had he not said that because it still sounds good, it sounds fresh. Um, I'm listening to this nigga, this nigga right here, man. All right, Jerv. I'm listening What's to up, Bodie man, James. Bro. I'm listening to Bodie James shit. Uh, Bo Jackson, him and Alchemist. Uh, Bodie's one of my favorite rappers. He's from the city. Shout out to Detroit always. Uh, linked up with my favorite producer of all time. And that that tape is, that tape is fucking incredible. Uh, and of course, Her's album has not left my rotation all year, dog. I'm, and I'm going to just tell y'all right now, like, it's a classic. And, you know, whatever. Whatever y'all want to do about that, just come holler at me. Uh... Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it, man. What y'all, what, what y'all fucking with, man? What y'all fucking with this week? Um, so I tried to step outside of my my uh my forty year old box, um, <laughs> but um I stayed in it a little bit. So um I was definitely I definitely revisited uh, No Sailor's mixtape, um but I did okay. I did consume some new music, uh Pray for Haiti, um Nakami. yeah that shit was fire. That shit rolls. Um, I was proud of myself. You know what I'm saying? You know, 
niggas always give me recommendations on shit, and I'm quick to say something's ass. Um, but this was not ass. This was this was you know what I'm saying. Uh, I, mean, I, I only tweeted about this shit like mad long ago. I'm glad you finally checked it out, my nigga. Oh, where you was tweeting about that shit? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, man, well, yeah. bro, my bad. Oh, shit. I think I follow you. Yeah, I follow you, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, shit, yeah. I don't know now, nigga. I don't That's kind of crazy. Shit, oh, yeah. Oh, you heard of this guy, Mac Homie? Like, nigga, what? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Damn, I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a matter of fact, while y'all talking, I'm going nah, to nah, nah, put bitch. you on the VIP list on my tweets, nah, bro, I'm so cool. I get the alert I'm, when you I'm tweet. Cool. But, I, but uh, I will unfollow you real soon, bro, because you be posting some, uh, some shit. You be calling shit classics and all types of shit. And I just what like, I call nah. a classic that wasn't a classic? I don't know. Whatever the nah, last say thing it. you said was, say it. whatever it was, bro. Find um, it right now and say it. My G, you know, I, you Find know it. I'm off this. You know I'm off this uh, East Coast. <laughs> Find that shit. Nah, right nah, now. no, no, no. You know I'm off this East Coast out. Oh, hold up, fam. Oh, you want to pull my cart? Say less. No more. I got Find you. It. I got yep. you. I'm looking That's right what we're now. Do. Well, so while Jarvis doing that, decide what you listening to right now, my boy. Uh, man, it was Nip's birthday, August 15th, man. Yes. So I've been on this victory lap heavy for the last, you know, year and a half, two years, bro. Just going yes. super heavy on it. Like, Jerv, I'm an I'm a old head. I'm, you know, I'm about to be 40 soon. So, you know, I respect Benny the Butcher and all them cash you drop, but I'm, I'm an old square and I got two kids. So I'll be on the Coco Melon tip. <laughs> I'll be on Yo, the Coco Melon is the shit, dog. Yo, you know Coco what I'm Melon rolls, man. I'll be on the Coco Melon. There's a TikTok video, I think, where uh, it's like parents doing like this challenge, right? Where they play the Coco Melon thing, they recording they uh they they kid, they play the Coco Melon theme song, and they watch their kid reaction. Dog, every single kid, no matter what, they was causing complete chaos. They hear that Coco Melon, they turn around like, oh, like the Lawrence Fishburne shit, the Ike Turner shit. They turn around like, yo, Wes, you got Coco Melon in your bag right there. Bro, I got, I got a two and a half year old. He know all the lyrics now. But it's oh, funny man. because they be taking obviously pop songs and remixing them to make, <laughs> make the kids yeah. versions of it. But I be going hard humming that shit. I forget somebody posted a tweet uh, like a couple of months ago just talking about how they, they can sing all them bars from bar now. They <laughs> know all that shit. But that's, I'm a, that's like. that Moana soundtrack done went platinum in my car, dog. I'm gonna tell yeah. you that right now. You already that know. Moana, oh man. We just we just <laughs> decided to give uh our our uh so we Coco Melon 100%, right? 100%. Got a whole yeah. Coco Melon playlist. Um, yep. I have found myself humming this shit. Um, yes, yeah. But yeah. by myself singing the words. Damn right. Um, but Lion, the Lion King, I just want to be king. For some reason, my daughter love that song. It's like, I, I, I'm about to look. The roar. You know, this this won't be the video, Mark. <laughs> the roar. You, you know will, what I'm saying? Yeah, it like, will. Yo, yo, that's not the video. That's not the video. But uh, <laughs> the, the roar that, uh, that they do. Um, do the roar, some, bro. Nah, I'm good, fam. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Your name is not Haven, fam. Like I'm not about to. I'm not putting on a performance for you. I'm a holler. You know I'm a holler, saying? Haven. I'm gonna I'm tell. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm speak to her. Holler, her. Yeah, 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 man. You do your thing, yo. You do your thing. Got the you, Lion man. King. Moana's dope too, though. Moana soundtrack is so fire. Oh man. Oh, and Frozen. Was... I I tried to keep her all Frozen. You know what I'm saying? I was like, nah. Politi politics and all that. Keep, right? yeah. Let's keep it in the fam. And then she was just yeah, like, yeah. she was like, yo, the you knob. Yo, want to hear want to hear Frozen? And I was just like, you know, I tried to talk over it. Like, I didn't even, like, comprehend it. And then <laughs> it ain't gonna work. My, my daughter's two, too, right? So probably, like, close to two and a half. So, like, her voice got louder. Mm -hmm. And then and then the third one was, like, it was such an egregious, like, tone yep. she took with me. Like, I had to acknowledge it because I had to let her know. Telling that, you. Yo, you that tone you just took with me wasn't cool. Yeah. But, I mean, I eventually put Frozen on. Don't get it twisted. Absolutely. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to put Frozen on. But that, uh, what's it, Let It Go? 
Oh man, listen, yo, man, listen, dog. I, fucking, we ain't gonna get song. it because that's this is rap names podcast. We that's finna a song. go like to this. That shit is real. That shit touched some emotions and all that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like them, they be singing their fucking heart out, though. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, <clears throat> but speaking of that, speaking of you know, it, it is rap names, man. Uh, Kendrick Lamar dropped the fucking bomb of bombs today. You know what I'm saying? Uh, first and foremost. He was talking about, you know, his, his mental state, you know what I'm saying? Like things he's been through, uh, grief and love and, you know, everything, right? Or just a, a range of emotions. Uh, and, and, and I actually didn't realize until he said it, but he's been on TD for 17 years. Like that's a, it's a hell of a long time, dog. Like that's a, that's, that's a fucking long time. And he's put out multiple classics in that time, but his, uh, his next album is going to be his last on TDE, apparently. Um, I mean, shit. How we how we feeling about this? Like, what we? Uh, I, I guess we kick it. We kick it to Josiah first. Like, what you? What's, what's your thought? What's your initial thoughts on this? I, obviously, just to see the way that Kendrick has advanced and grown. I remember being at like Coachella 2012 when Dre and Snoop headlined. You know, he was kind of you know. You look at the bill. He was like five or six lines down in it, mm-hmm. kind of with the with the with the janky print. But Dre brought him up. Really, kind of let him get his first taste. Then 2014, being at Made in America in LA. I believe they did it one or two years in LA, but. TDE obviously came and just shut it down. I think that was probably my favorite Kendrick performance I've just ever been a part of. The crowd was electric. He was back home. But just to see the way that he's grown, I remember back in the day, I heard that name. I'm like, I don't know if it was an R&B singer or whatever. I'm like, who the, who the fuck is Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> the whole name and shit. Yeah, yeah. like, who, who is, this ain't no rapper, right? But then, you know, K-Dot just came through and really kind of just blessed the city. Obviously, I played at UCLA with Aaron Aflalo, so that's one of my favorite tracks. Like, you mm. know what I'm saying? Anybody who knows Aaron just knows how much work he put in. Aaron grew up on a farm in Compton. Shout out to Aaron Aflalo, man. Made like 40, 50 mil in the league, but just understanding, you know, how you know how Kendrick was looking at him. And it's like, shit, I was jealous of Aaron Aflalo, too. Like, this motherfucker was getting buckets, <laughs> getting bags, like all right. that type of shit. Hairline was good, all type of shit. Yeah, he was good money. And the way to TD, the crew was just blown up, man. So shout out to Top Dog and everything that they've been able to accomplish. And, you know, it's sad, kind of, obviously, that, that finality and seeing some come come to an end. But 17 years is a long time for whatever shit. That's that's about two years less than LeBron. And we kind of at that that phase as LeBron yeah. fans. We were, you know, I remember when Kobe was in his 20th year and looking back. And, you know, I used to beef a lot with Kobe fans way back in the day. But 2016, that final run was just a, you know, tremendous thing to be around in L.A. So yeah. I'm excited for this, you know, obviously did this last thing with TD, but to see where he goes from now. And almost, you know, kind of how much, how much, you know, energy does he still have for the game and one to put in? He's been in a long ass time, man. He's done a, a ton, ton of great shit, but just to lay that foundation and that path now for the next generation to come out. So super excited about it. I kind of was checking Twitter this morning, looking, I'm like, wait, what's going on? I'm like, oh, okay, okay, you know, trying to figure it out. Everybody's talking about Kendrick right. and then just to see the, the news breaking. Like you said, 17 years, man, that's fucking, that's, that's, that's two decades, man. That's, that's, that's a long, long time. But the for way they're a record taking, label too. Like you got to yeah, think about sure. that, bro. Like we, you know, when we was coming up in that era, record labels, the, 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 I guess like the shelf life of an artist and like these record labels, the labels wasn't lasting that long. So, you yeah. know, never mind an artist who was at the top of the game, you know, starting out, humble beginnings, reaching their peak, continuing that success and then staying there that long. Like it's a, it's a very, very long time. You know what I mean? And he can, you know, he can definitely hang his hat proudly for what he's contributed, you know, on there. And I, I'm, I'm excited, you know what I mean? For what he's going to, you know, do in the future. Like, you know, of course, because it doesn't sound like he's going to stop anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like it, it just sounds like he's probably stepping into a different realm of his, his creativity, like his career, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe push his artist, you know, maybe put out his artist. Maybe he wants to take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to put my album out, but then I'm going to put out somebody else. Maybe, you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Hey, can't, 
No, I mean, I love Kendrick. Don't get it twisted. But mm-hmm. can he take can he take can he take more of a step back? Like homie hasn't really put out a project since what was that, 19? Like 19, yeah, what's, yeah. What, what's taking a step back? We it's gonna be another five. Take, years? Taking it taking a step back is for I mean, cause I, like the thing is like I like create like far as the creative process, you know, like most of the time when people create albums. Like they'll tell you they've been working on this shit forever and like they recorded so many songs and shit like that. So maybe with him, it's like he may take a step back and say, all right, cool, I'm gonna lock in and what I record is what I'm gonna put out. So I'm not gonna work on this for two years and then give y'all what I picked from this. I'm gonna put out these artists and do that. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe that's what I'm I'm, shoot, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I'm hoping that the change in scenery gives him gives him whatever it is that he needs to have. To, to be one of those people that we can expect every year or at least every other year or, or whatever, right? Like, yeah. um, I, initial, I would love it. Yeah. My initial thought when I heard it was, all right, so it's in the works, but shit, Drake Jones been in the works for, yeah, fucking Kanye. <laughs> Kanye on the, on the low is having a, 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 a tour on the low yeah. and just tell yeah. everybody come hear my album, which I'm starting to think he's actually never going to put this album out and you're only going to hear the album from the tour, but whatever. Like these, we've been waiting on these albums for- That would be well, some Kanye Maybe not Kanye, because Kanye is a little, hell though, we still waiting on the chronic- uh, yeah. We waiting on, chronic, uh, you talking about uh, Detox. I mean, Detox, excuse me. Yeah, this so, nigga Dre I, said, watch out for Detox. That was like 04, was that 04? That shit's not coming out. It's not coming out. I mean, yeah. I, I remember being an up and smoke back in like what two thousand or ninety nine, whenever mm-hmm. that shit. I mean, it's motherfucker twenty one years later, dog. We're at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's over, I don't even want to know, like, Dre. You owe the shit, man. I don't, I don't even. Really, <laughs> you know, you better make yeah. some R and B or something at this point. No, like, for real though. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to listen to no fifty year old man kind of rap now. It's no. like you know, Cube is taking a step back. Dre, go ahead and do do whatever you're gonna do, but. Yeah, he's not better be a documentary at this point. Like, give us some footage or something, my nigga. I don't the music, sprinkle the music over the documentary or something, but I don't believe the album is like, eh, whatever. Uh, um, but moving moving right along, uh, the NBA has, I, I think, I guess today they finally put out the full schedule for every team. Um, the NBA Christmas Day schedule has been out for a little minute. Uh, I'll read off the uh, read off the matchups real quick, man. You know, let y'all let y'all see what's going on. You got the Hawks and <clears throat> Hawks and the Knicks kicking it off at 12 p.m. Eastern. That's that's number one. Zerv is shaking his head in disgust, of course. This uh, whole lineup disgusts me, but go ahead. Word. Okay, we got the Celtics and the Bucks, right? Celtics. Are, ah, yeah, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> Warriors and the Suns. That's going. That's come on. That's not. That's, 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 not that's a that's a that's a cool game. I like that game. That's that's gonna be at five uh, five p.m. Eastern. Nets versus the Lakers. That's versus the Lakers, dog. 8 p.m. Eastern. That's a no-brainer. That's like that's, that's no. <laughs> they don't get credit for that. Like that's a no-brainer. Like you, you had to, you had to do that, yo. But there's literally yeah. one thing missing from that lineup, yo. And I'm super disrespectful. No, no, no. Just as soon as I announced this last yo, game, yo, how does the number one? Let me get the last game off. Let me get the last game off. My I know you want to rant. I know. Last game of the evening. This is the fucking John Mayer fucking invitational one. Like it's the Mavs and the Jazz. Uh, I fuck with John Mayer by the way, but yeah, that's just the yeah Mavs and the Jazz is crazy. Um, Daughters is a dope song. Oh my god! Listen, I, we you know, we spent hours on John Mayer songs going. But Jerv, go ahead and get that off, man. What they mentioned? Tell I, because I don't. I, I have no idea where you could be going with this. I have zero clue where you'd be going with this. I don't know what team you're going to mention. Surprise me. So I get the Trey Young. 
bowed and had a crazy performance in, in the garden, right? That's what's up. Um, I don't understand the Celtics literally outside of just being Boston, whatever. I just need to know how the number one, the number one seed from last year's Eastern Conference that's literally returning the entire squad. The entire squad is running it back. Anyone, anyone of in purpose of a purpose is on that squad Ooh. from last year. No, I'm saying like they 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 haven't lost anybody. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, all right, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm both playing, but he's not going nowhere. It's, at this at this point, like, you like bro, at, at this point, like I just have to accept the reality that like, yo, we bitched and complained to to them. They heard us and they basically said, ah, what do you want us to do, right? So I'm with it. But hot, like real talk. How is that twelve o'clock game not not Philly Philly New York in the Garden? Like how's that? Why does Boston get a game? Yeah. Like yo, y'all know I hate ball. I can't stand Boston. Like Boston's Boston too. But like yeah. yo, how does ball? How does that's Boston why they did get it. a game? They, that's why they did it. So so you can so you can say this right now. I, I promise that's what they did. It's only it's the only thing that makes sense. How you don't have the how you how, how my last name? How don't how is the <laughs> Potential a dude that's going to be in the top three MVP votes of, of predictions, right? And Joel Embiid, how's he? Not, how's he not playing on Christmas? That's yeah. That's all. That's, that's all. Point. I'm done. Real shit. That's it. That's that's a good point. That's real. Yeah. How you feel about that lineup though, Josiah? How you? How you? How you uh, what you? What you think, man? I like that. I like that Hawks Knicks matchup. I'm a big Trey guy. You know, Trey's been mm-hmm. a little a while that they deserve a Christmas game. I don't think they should be the early game. I'll probably put the Celtics Bucks in that slot just because and you know my pops works with the Bucks. I got major love for them. They're my second favorite squad mm-hmm. behind LeBron. But uh yeah I think the the Hawks Hawks Knicks need a better time slot. That game is going to be turned up uh you know especially if all those guys play. Yeah. I'm liking it man. I think the Lakers Nets I think the league knows like shit we might not get this is what they want to be the finals last year we might not get it this year so we got to get some bread up off of it yep. you know get get it uh Christmas I don't know if you know MLK or they, they they play to open this oh wait no it's the Bucks uh Bucks Nets to open the season right 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 I, I mean I enjoy that I think KD's gonna have a chip on his shoulder obviously him Kyrie and Harden can stay healthy that squad is gonna be really hard to beat but I love what LeBron did bringing in Westbrook and really kind of, you know, as a fuck you to KD and Kyrie, like, look, we're going to, you know, we're going to even this squad up. And, but, it, you know, I'm getting a little nervous that it's going to have that feel like 2018 when he brought that hit squad in on paper. Yeah. And by the trade deadline, motherfuckers was, it was like, yeah, yeah. Off everywhere, you know, like, oh, we got D-Way, we got IT3. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm excited about it, man. And then obviously that, that Jazz Mavs game, I think Luca obviously is great to watch, but, I would have preferred maybe Mavs Clippers or something like that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the Jazz, the Jazz don't they don't do it for me, and, and it doesn't help that they got Rudy Gobert. Like I don't. We've been very vocal in our uh, our stance on Rudy Gobert on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> the I'm, Nuggets. I'm, why not Jet? Why not? Why not the Nuggets? Man, in that spot? The MVP's not, not playing on Christmas. Why not Mavs and whoever the fuck, bro? Just not the Jazz. Like, come on, man. Because I love basketball. Like. I want to watch basketball. So, it's you know, I'm going to – it's one of those things where it's like, damn, like I got to hate watch this game now. I got to hope Luka goes off for like 70 points so I can make it like – I can justify standing up to watch this game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I, that's cool. I think the Warriors and the Suns um, – the Warriors and the Suns game, I think will probably be the most – for me, I think that might be the most fun game. Uh, Ness and the Lakers, obviously, like that's going to – it's, it's, it's going to be a good game. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the Warriors and the Suns. 2K Sports is going to be happy about this shit because everybody who's – in a, a first, you know, uh, a top of first place on uh, on the rankings, 
it's playing. You know, they got Giannis, LeBron, Katie, and Steph all rated like 96, which I think is a coward move. Like, just fucking rank them. <laughs> yeah, just rank them, bro. Like, just, just rank them, make people mad. Like, why not? The game is trash anyway. Like, just, you know, whatever. But anyway. You uh, thought, oh, wait, you thought 2K was trash this year? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> And you said it like I'm like I'm tripping. No, no, no. I'm saying because I've been vocal trash. about this shit. Like it's not a. I don't know. Like be, and I, I'll say this. It used to be fun, right? Now it's like whoever can just buy the most VC. You be getting slapped now? Nah, I definitely don't. Absolutely not. But the, that's you about the to complain about the VCs and all that stuff, bro? No, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that's what it's become. It's become like let me just go buy VC, level my player up to 99, and then just. I'm gonna do you. this. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like that's what it's become now. Cause the play online is like, you know, because I mean, I'm winning games, but it's like, ah, this shit is like whatever. You just get you throw the ball to Giannis, you got two points. That's it's just that's simple. Set a pick, you got two points. This is what it I is. Dr- I can drop 50 with Ben Simmons in any given night. Really? Know? Free throws, two, he- threes and shit. I I'm controlling him, dog. And I'm not shooting no threes, but I can hit a foul wow. shot. <laughs> I'm just I'm dunking on you. We gonna play. Gonna, all right. Well, well, then I might buy the shit uh, just to play you. Then fuck it. I spend the little. Don't do that. You'll be mad. You're, you're gonna okay. get mad. Well, we gonna play. We are gonna show you all the results on this podcast live. Fuck it. Uh, Jerv just. I'm buying two K now. I'm okay. probably gonna buy two K anyway. I talk all this shit every year, and I'm just. I've been in like a wild, toxic relationship with two K for too long. Way too long for my liking. Um, I probably was gonna buy it anyway. I keep saying it's trash, but the day that it drop, you are gonna see me posting my game tag and all that shit, and be like, yeah. I'm handing out, you know, whatever. It, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but we got, we like I said, we got the, we got the motherfucking king on this shit, man. So we gotta we gotta talk to the king, man, and you know, and, and speak on this shit, man. Uh, you know, I, I, most notably recently, when LeBron retweeted, I want to know what that moment was like for you, right? When LeBron retweeted, because I'm sure that's not the first time he saw your shit. It can't be yeah. anybody yeah. that's on Twitter have seen your content, they've seen your work, they've seen all the, you know all the shit you put in. But when LeBron retweeted it and crowned you in front of the world, like what what is that moment like for you? Well, the first time, because I I had always thought LeBron had to see my shit, man. I was, mm-hmm. I was dropping too much heat, you know, too many people in the periphery <laughs> of clutch and you know, uninterrupted and Spring Hill, you know, all like, man, we rock with your shit. We see your stuff all the time. I got a lot of good friends that that, that are on the inside over there. But I did this thing uh, during March Madness, just uh, salute to all the UCLA Hoopers that had lovely curls. Uh, in honor of Johnny Juzang, you know, <laughs> Juzang for me might have the best curl you said, like, here's your no disrespect, Toby Bailey or my brother Chris Johnson or any of them other guys. But so I did this little thread of just guys just fucking around. It took me like 10 minutes to make, but just did a thread. And uh, he saw that and he cracked up and like, you know, quote tweet or whatever. I'm like, all right, OK, at least I'm on this dude's radar now. I know LeBron finally he finally cracked and gave me mm-hmm. some love. But that game, uh, I think it was what it was. Uh, 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 who was uh, the, the the Nets were playing. And uh, earlier that day, I got to set it up. So earlier that day, I went and got a pastrami sandwich from the spot, GML is in Burbank, you know, one of my favorite spots when I'm over there. I'm not over there a lot. But got the big pastrami with a bunch of peppers, pickles, all a bunch of shit. Got some extra peppers on the side. Probably shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but I was eating these peppers, eating my pastrami with the peppers, watching the game. Next thing I know, I get the bubble guts. I'm like, pops in uh, next Friday, like... <laughs> Stomach just start bubbling. I'm like, oh shit! But like late in the fourth quarter, I'm like, damn, this is crunch time too. I'm about to really miss this shit. So I literally hop in the bathroom, and my wife is actually like relaying the game action to me late in the fourth. So she's like, yeah, Bruce Brown took a janky shot. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm about to fire up this Harlem Harlem Nights uh, joint. So yeah. fire that off. 
Uh, it's, it's, it starts hitting. It starts going viral. And I know, like, everybody who's on Twitter, whenever you tweet, I watch the numbers go up. It's like a drug for me. So I just keep refreshing, looking at the likes and the retweets go up. Next thing I know, I'm looking at in my mentions, and I see the LeBron Avi show up with the blue check next to it. I'm like, this ain't the, the real LeBron. If I click <laughs> on the shit, I'm like, this oh, shit, this is the real LeBron. Like, he, he laughed or whatever at it. So I respond. I'm like, fuck, I know he's online right now. Let me go ahead and uh, just take this opportunity to hit him right back. So we end up going back and forth, and he ends up calling me the GOAT. And anybody who knows me knows how much I love LeBron. I've been calling him the GOAT since around 03, 04, when I was playing at UCLA. And he came through in high school and sat in my chair in our locker room. They used our locker room. And there was a shot in SI of him stretching his legs out. And yeah. you can see my, my name played on my chair in the photo. I'm like, all right, fuck with LeBron. He got good taste. He could have sat in any of these lockers. He said, I'm <laughs> fucking with 54 Johnson. Um, so been rocking him since that. So to have him call me the GOAT and really finally just show love. But – you know, I knew at that moment, too, it's like once I got that love, there was going to be a lot of hate, right? You know what I'm saying? That, that's, that's, that's the thing that comes with it. Because even LeBron, LeBron could tweet some shit like, yeah, I opened a new school or whatever, and motherfuckers be hating on that. Like, that's just Absolutely. anything <laughs> LeBron does. You know what I mean? Somebody tweeted earlier today. It was basically like, you know, Jordan was an asshole. People embraced that. Kobe was an asshole. as mama mentality. When LeBron takes on that same characteristics, oh, he's an egotistical ass. You know, he's selfish. <laughs> but it's like the same shit we credit MJ and Kobe for, we bash LeBron for. But I knew once that shit came, it was going to be a lot of negativity, a lot of hate. That's just a part of the game on, on the social side of it. But for me, like you said, I was I was watching my numbers go up, too. And I want to say I gained probably like oh, eight, 9,000 followers. Listen, dog, I'm telling you, look, I read I, – because I, when I saw the shit happen, I was like, oh, nah, he's out of here, out of here. Like, right. and I looked at the – I clicked on the page. And I was like, man, let me let me see. Just for sport, let me see. That shit went it, – went, it jumped like 7,000. Yeah. And, like, I refreshed it one time. It went up. Refreshed it again. I said, "Oh yeah, I know he probably he probably put his phone down for the rest of the night." Like, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is that the first time it happened with the uh, the UCLA one, I didn't see it at first. But I'm friends with Kyle Long. Kyle Long DM me. He's like, "Yo, bro, you got that LeBron retweet?" I'm like, "What you talking about?" Then I look like, "Oh shit, I got the LeBron retweet." <laughs> but but the the second time it happened, like me and him went back and forth, and I was so tempted. I was talking to my wife like, "Damn, I should DM him something, just tell him I appreciate him, whatever." But I didn't. I didn't get too thirsty. I I really kind of kept it grounded, whatever. But just to get that that moment for me from a professional like tweeting standpoint was probably the highlight of my career. And y'all know this game is a lot of ups and downs. A lot of people who, you know, are super supportive like yourselves that have always shown love. A lot of people who haven't. So I like to really just piss my haters off on a daily basis. So I knew <laughs> I knew they were in their feelings at that moment. I knew they were they were trying to circle up and group chats were just going on fire and motherfuckers were hating and shit. But it's like <laughs> Like, I'm an old man now, so I don't got time to really respond and do all – you know, I'm not going to be beefing with motherfuckers on Twitter. I'm 39, dog. I, just, I don't really have the – you know what I'm saying? I'm not fighting motherfuckers over basketball opinions anymore. But yeah. to, see, to see that moment in June 10, 2021, I'll never forget it. Then ended up uh, coming out, work for Wave, got a plaque made for me with that shit, got sent to my house. Oh, that's fire. So that's it's, hanging, it's hanging that's up fire. at the house now. But, yeah, I think from that standpoint, it put a lot of people on notice. And I've been getting a ton of love. People been rocking with me, and I've been getting a ton of opportunities. But it showed a lot of people kind of just what was really going on. So you got the LeBron stamp. Numbers is crazy. Now you got all the pressure, right, like to, 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 like, to, to like solidify the GOAT stance because you got the GOAT status, right? So how don't you, like, how don't you miss it? Like, you, you can't sleep comfortably at night. Like, there's no way that you that you are able to get, like, a smooth five, six hours. Like, <laughs> you have to be, like, setting an alarm every hour just to make sure you didn't miss something. So what's, what's funny is, like, you know, I, everything was going along cool. And then a couple weeks after that, I just started getting bombarded by these troll accounts just, like, out of nowhere. 
But this is the thing. I'm savvy. I'm on Twitter all the time. So I start noticing strat like trends and tendencies and all types of shit. So I would see these kids comment, but then they would like within a two to three minute span, I give a ton of likes and a ton of replies to their shit. I'm like, oh, it's the same motherfucker just slipping through accounts. They've got like five to 10 different joints. And it's just the perfect amount of time because it'd be like after two minutes, the shit would go away. But to create this perception that there was all this hate and negativity going on. And my thing is, like, y'all know me. I'm always super supportive of everybody. I always try to show love to as many people as possible. Absolutely. I never come from a position, oh, look at me. Like, I'm, I mean, it's, it's for real, it's Twitter. Like, right. I was just from a standpoint of, look, man, I'm, I'm rocking. Even back in the day when I didn't have a huge following, y'all would let me come on them true hoops and get it off. And nobody really knew what the fuck was going on. And who the Classic fuck shit. Going Classic shit. But, you know, so even from that standpoint, I've always just consistently tried to be myself. So even as the numbers rise or whatever's going on, I got no problem showing love to people. Y'all hit me to come do this or whatever type of shit. You know, it's, it's nothing for me to always make time for the people that always show love. So to be able to give back is kind of always something that's important to me. So to see the way that people were responding to that. And it's really like these like 14 to 20 year old kids, man, because they, they be heavy on the SpongeBob memes and just shit that really is not my generation. <laughs> And I'll tweet shit. And it's like, look, I'm tweeting for people in their 30s and their 40s. I don't, I don't hide that or try and run around it. But they'll be like, oh, man, this shit's for middle-aged men. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, exactly. This is who I'm geared towards. This is my demo. <laughs> I didn't watch SpongeBob. I was too old for that shit. Like, y'all got y'all SpongeBob shit. I don't pull up to y'all tweets. Like, what the fuck is this? This SpongeBob shit ain't funny. Like, right, you know right. I mean, like, but young niggas be like, oh, this the old nigga throwing, you know, yelling at the clouds and shit. Like, you a family man now. It's like, yeah, I'm a family man running circles around your whole crew. So I've had like, literally like teams of people from accounts <laughs> and shit. See, that's the shit I like to hear. That, yeah, talk, that, see, talk that type of shit. Like, but don't tell me, kids. yeah, don't tell me what I am now. Cause it's like, if I'm this and I'm burning y'all, what that say about you? Exactly. They'll hit me with the, oh man, you, uh, you know, you when you change once you got to LeBron, you're like, no, nah, I still tweet the same. Just this, the hate really increased. And I had to learn, like, I always say, like, this shit is kind of like being a DJ, right? You're a DJ at a club. You're going to play the hits to get the crowd going. You're not playing a whole new new bunch of songs every, every fucking Saturday, right? You're going to play the, the go-tos that make people really get into it. So really playing on the nostalgia and shit. But I noticed as I was tweeting some of the shit, I, I would, my go-tos, you know, like if I got an up and under a nice post move, I'm going to keep using to get a bucket. I'm going to keep going to that move. But as I noticed that people started coming at me, started talking crazy, wilding out and shit. And my thing with all this shit is like, y'all know, like we're all, we're all real people. And it also helped me to, to have a lot more respect for guys like LeBron, KD, and these type of dudes. Yep. You see a guy like KD, KD is a nice dude, man. Like KD's a, a hooper. He loves basketball. He loves giving back to community. Mm -hmm. And he was doing the burners and shit because he just wanted to feel normal. He wanted to be a part of conversation and discussion without everybody pointing and be like, oh, this is KD. Like, you know, but just, just right. to kind of join in those things. So you really see the mental health side of it and it helped really change me because I don't really come at, I used to kind of come from a negative skew with dudes sometimes where I talk my shit and kind of get it off of guys. Right. Where now it's, it's a lot more respect. And I want it to be shit that when they're in the locker room and they see, they can show it to each other and crack up. And, yeah. you know, I might, nope, you know, sure. occasionally I got I might have to come through with just some, you know, that, that'll be burning in my grass <laughs> and I got to fire it. But for the most part, just trying to be respectful of those dudes. So I just see the way, like I said before, like I got all these these young kids coming at me and shit. I'm a big social guy. I look at numbers. So when I'm like, yo, y'all coming at me, but I'm looking at y'all page and y'all literally doing two retweets a post. Like, yeah. y'all could have used that energy on fucking promoting your own shit. Nigga, you could have used that energy to try to <laughs> learn from me. You could have used that energy to reach out to me and say you like what I'm doing. Like, you don't know what that could have did for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't, yeah. it don't really cost nothing to show love. And <clears throat> something interesting that you said that's important is, you coming from a place of respect and you coming from that place because you know what it feels like to be in a situation where you're a creator, you're somebody who puts out this content to the world and like you, you, you know what it feels like to be able to get criticized, you know, to get uh, applauded, to get booed and everything. 
It's the same thing with these athletes. But a lot of people who can't ever see themselves doing anything, being successful, that's the people that shit on things all the time. They yeah. can't even imagine, you know, seeing themselves up there on that pedestal. Uh, but but even like speaking of that, right, the, your, your social media influence, everything, um, ever so often this video resurfaces, right? And it's the, it's the Kobe versus Harden at the Drew League, and your name is all over it. Like, it's yeah. all over it every single time. The video got, like, millions of views, like, all type of shit. It's classic. It's footage of people standing outside. It's footage in the gym. It's legendary. Like, just talk about that for a minute. Like, what, like, what does that feel like to, one, have that footage, but then, two, that every time it comes around, it's like, oh, that's him from, okay, that's the funny – I mean, everybody sees the memes and all that type of shit, but really I came up in this game as a producer, started out at Fox Sports, worked at NFL Network, Showtime, you, you mean pretty much everything you, you can name I've done. So I, I did a lot of just videography and, and capturing different moments and shit. So 2011 lockout, I'll never forget this, August 16th, it's probably like 8 or 9 in the morning, my pops hits me like, yo, you got to pull up to the Drew League today. Kobe's supposed to come through. And my first initial reaction was, I'm a LeBron guy. Like, man, I don't give a fuck about no Kobe coming <laughs> to the Drew League. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. but I'm, that's what I'm thinking in my head, like an idiot asshole. Like, now I look back and, you know, but trying to be sweet and shit. I'm trying to stun on my dad a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm not tripping on no filming on Kobe. Like, whatever. So I called one of my buddies, uh, Marcus Miles, one of my former coworkers at NFL Network. I'm like, yo, can you get out to Drew and shoot this? He's like, no, nah, I'm busy today. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll, I'll take the camera out. I'll go shoot this shit. I really don't want to do it, whatever, whatever. So I pull up to the Drew. It's hot as shit, middle of Watts, Washington Park, tight-ass park. I got to park down the street with all this nice-ass equipment. I'm like, damn, I hope I hope nobody fucking, you know, presses me right now and jacks my shit. <laughs> but end up pulling up there. All the guys are already there, Harden, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Marcus Banks, a bunch, of, a bunch of dudes. Ed Davis, I think, was up there. Just a bunch of young legends all chilling in, in the back, like, area of the park, getting dressed and shit. It's like a communal locker room. And Dino Smiley, who's the director of the Drew League, kind of circles everybody up, like, look, you know, Kobe's coming through. It's going to be a big day. Really, you know, and that summer, guys like LeBron, KD, all those guys have come through. But this is basically Kobe impromptu. I want to say, like, middle of the week. Kobe's pulling up. We got to organize a game. Everybody put their best foot forward. So Kobe shows up and I'm literally like, you know, I'm a LeBron guy at that point, but I'm a straight fanboy. Like, oh shit, this is real life. Like, cause I'm, I got my pops there. So I'm on the court and I got a little bit more flexibility than your average human being would have. So I can really move and shake and do whatever. I'm friends with the police officers there. They're not really fucking with me. Let me really, I'm all up in Kobe's grill to the point where they grab me like, yo, you got to step back a little bit and just kind of let them, let them do shit. I'm like, all right, no worries, no worries. But to be able to shoot Kobe that day, and just and the thing people don't realize about the Drew League, especially like the Drew League, you know, they, they respect Kobe, but they didn't really give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? They were there to see Casper Ware, who was the MVP of the league at that point, was playing at Long Beach State. His pops, Casper, were senior playing the league for a long time. So I'm, I'm going up to guys like, yo, you excited to see Kobe today? Trying to get some good interviews before, the, before he pulls up. Like, nah, man, we're here to see Casper. We don't, you know, we ain't tripping on Kobe. Kobe got to come to the Drew. That's you know, crazy. Talking major <laughs> shit. You got dudes holding babies on the court, screaming at Kobe, walking on the court during the game. Like, there's just no, you know, traditional rules and regulations when you're playing at the Drew. Like, any of that shit you'd expect to see at Staples or any of that. It was like one cop, like, yo, can y'all please keep y'all distance, stay off the court, you know, trying to maintain order. But Kobe just went out there, man, and, and put on a show. And those young guys were going at him. They were, you know, two to three years in the league, so they were young. But just to see the way that, you know, that, that they reacted, they responded. Kobe's team was down late. They're, they're getting their ass kicked, and I'm kind of cracking up. Like, I can't wait to put this video out of Kobe getting his ass busted at the Drew League. That's what I'm thinking in my head. But Boy, uh, boy. About 90 seconds left to go in the game. 
Cops come up to Kobe like, yo, Kobe, uh, you know, we want to get you out now before the crowd gets too raucous when the game ends. Kobe looks at them with just a look of disgust like, what? Like, I got to finish the game. What are y'all talking about? That point on proceeds to lead one of the greatest comebacks I think I've ever seen in any any form of basketball history. That's what people don't realize. He was down like eight or ten points, and they were playing slow at that point. It got kind of janky, like all-star game style. So there was really no way his team should have been able to come back. Kobe starts busting ass. Ends up and it comes down to the last shot. Everybody knows Kobe shooting this shit. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a no brainer. It's no no doubt in anybody's mind. Harden guarding him. Harden's actually Ding up at that point. People give Harden a bad rap for his defense, but he was actually yeah, he was on, playing he was hard. On him ass. and Kobe. Yeah, go, yeah he, they were going at each other. Harden Harden. I think I had more points than Kobe. Didn't back down at all. Harden was giving him buckets too, despite kind of all, what, all the highlights that people see. They're very Kobe centric. But uh, Kobe gets the ball on that last thing. Comes down like the right sideline ends up giving him some shit, hits a nice little jumper at the free throw. And for me, you know, everything he's done from the NBA standpoint, amazing. But he had no reason to come play at the Drew at that point. If he would have got, you know, you've seen other guys come through there and get clowned and never come back. He came through and really put on for the city, showed them what, what was what, and the whole crowd just goes crazy. He throws his shoes into the crowd. They literally rushed him. The cops can't do shit about it. Kobe's not tripping at all. He just – you know, in that moment, just really embracing shit. And we had seen earlier in that summer, KD dropped like 60 in the Rucker, hit like that four or five straight threes. And it was almost like Kobe was seeing all this shit. He's like, well, shit, I got to come up there and I got to put on a show too. So yeah. just to be there and be in that moment and he relive it every year, man. And just, to be, you know, me fortunate enough to be blessed to be able to have that content yeah. and so much other shit, you know, him talking shit on the sidelines, him saying he did a, you know, repeat the list. It's me, Will, Mike. Yeah. You know, that's the list. He says, everybody's like, this. he's Short talking list. about scoring. He's talking about scoring this and that. Like, nah, he's telling you what the fuck it is because Kobe's <laughs> from Philly and he's rocking with Will. Yep. Like, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't talking about no scoring champs or whatever. It's like, this is who you need to be worried this about. This is what it is, yeah. So, me, like, Will, so, Mike. And, and so, so, so even in that, right, uh, do you think that that's one of those moments where you kind of you kind of got it where it's like, oh, I see. Like, this is why they fuck with him. Like, this is yeah. why the Kobe fans are stands. Like, this is why they exist. Is this right here? For sure. I mean, I think for me, for me being a LeBron guy, the thing about early social days is we used to all go at each other and say some nasty ass mean shit to each other. And it still goes on to this day with LeBron and Steph fans, LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, MJ, whatever it may be. I had to kind of take a step back, and, and that very moment was like, damn, I got to kind of chill the fuck out on this shit because this dude is is phenomenal. And obviously the 60-point game in 2016 to cap his career off, I don't know how you a real hooper and don't watch that game and start just tearing up crying for somebody just 20 years of how much he loved the game, how much he gave to that franchise, regardless of whatever you feel about him on or off the court. And then when LeBron came to the Lakers, thankfully 2018, once that happened, I'm like, look, man, as a, as a LeBron fan, elder statesman, we're putting all that shit to the side, man. Got nothing but love and respect for Kobe. We were coming here and really trying to just carry on that tradition. We're not coming in here arrogant, talking shit. That's the thing people didn't realize when, when LeBron, like with LeBron fans, like, oh, man, y'all, y'all egotistical, y'all this, y'all that. You know, he just out here to make movies. He, he going to fuck up the purple and gold. He don't have respect. It's like, no, nah, dude, we're coming in here with the utmost respect for Kobe, putting all that shit aside. Whatever things we said in the past to each other, that's just over. Now the goal is let's hang another banner out of respect. And obviously Kobe tragically passing away. Uh, you know, back early uh, last year and just, you know, what that meant. And you knew at that moment, LeBron and them had no choice. Like they had to go win this shit, pandemic, whatever. You know, Kobe passes two months later, we have the worst pandemic in our lives. 
shit shuts down. They go to the bubble. In my mind, people would disagree with me, but I think the bubble championship was probably the hardest championship in the NBA history, just from the standpoint of these dudes is locked in Disney World together. Anybody who goes on vacation, like you can do Disney World for three or four days. You can't do that shit for 95 straight days. You can't. <laughs> it's fucking Disney prison. It's not no, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not this, but all these guys having to see each other, having to go bust somebody's ass and they go see them at the pool or in the hotel lobby or whatever. All the different people's booze that were crossing paths with each other. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like Tyler Hero and Coos and whatever. Like, you know, you got to see your old boo with a new dude, whatever, in these close confines. But for them to go out there, win the championship, and everybody was like, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse ring. It's this, it's that. Well, how come your team didn't win the Mickey Mouse ring? If this shit was so easy, see, why, didn't, why didn't y'all win it? If it was that easy, you should have had the ring too. And, and that's, the, that's the part right there where I was like – and I admit I was conflicted when I was watching it because I'm like – I'm like, man, this bubble shit, man, whatever, dog. They got the ring, whatever. But then in my head, immediately, I'm like, if that was my team that won, would I be saying this shit? No. Like, the only reason why people are saying it's the Mickey Mouse ring or it's this, that, and the third, like, it's the low-hanging fruit, right? Discredit the shit because it wasn't your team. Lakers fans is like, nigga, we hung another banner. I don't know what y'all did uh, during the pandemic. Y'all niggas was at home, no haircuts and shit. We was winning rings. Fuck all that. Like, I don't care about none of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh... But um, just just to kind of switch gears because I saw this I saw this recently and I'm very very intrigued about it. Uh, is uh the Colin Kaepernick show right? The Colin Kaepernick dies on Netflix. Um, Colin in black and white. Like let's let's talk about that for a second because I'm very interested in seeing like what this is. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, just speak about this like like just your involvement in it, the knowledge you have of it, or you know, and just like what can what can we expect as the viewer and audience? You know, when when this comes out. I mean, first and foremost, man, I'm really just a big fan. I'm a Raiders guy. We grew up a Raiders, Raiders fans in our house, but I had nothing but love and respect for Colin, what he was able to do for San Francisco, do for the Bay, you know, getting so close to winning the Super Bowl, you know, a, a, a Richard Sherman pick away from going back, like just the impact that he had, the Kaepernickin with the muscle kissing, but also in 2016 when he made that switch and kind of was really like, you know, just being super – super vocal and active about all the shit yeah. going on with police brutality and things like that. I remember being at the comedy. My show came out in 2016 and they had an Emmy party like August, September-ish with Comedy Central. So I remember I rolled through in the cap jersey and the American flag pants just in solidarity with them just to show them how much I appreciate and loved them. But uh, got the opportunity. So, uh, you know, to work with Ava and work with Colin. You know, Ava DuVernay obviously is just, you know. Shout out I mean, to Ava, man. Shout out to Ava. Know. She's fucking tremendous, yo. Like, <laughs> like true, truly. I mean, I've seen all her work from afar. She's the UCLA Bruin like myself, so I've always just had a tremendous amount of love and respect for her. But to be able to be in a working environment with her and just see how she's so successful and to see the things that when you look at her and you really get to spend some time with her, you understand why she is where she is in this game. And you talk about a black woman in Hollywood, that's, you know, that's, that's a tough position to be in, to be successful. So what she's been able to overcome and achieve and accomplish is truly tremendous, you know, in its own right. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, black women are probably the, the lowest on the totem pole when you talk about the hierarchy in terms of treatment and you know, just the way they're approached and, and, and viewed in this industry. So Absolutely. what she was able to do. And uh, Michael Starberry, actually, who was a, a close friend of mine, he was a co-creator on Legend of Chamberlain Heights. Uh, Starberry, for my money, is the best writer in the game, man. I have just a tremendous amount of respect for him and everything he's accomplished. He was working on Legends, which is a comedy show, but he does a bunch of shit in the drama space. He's just honestly like a five-tooler. He's like the LeBron of writing. So... He worked with Avon when they see us. They got nominated for an Emmy for their for their episode. 
which was the last one, episode four, which was, you know, it was, it was a super rough one, kind of mm-hmm. focusing on Corey and yeah. his whole situation. But so Starberry, I remember we were at uh, my pop's jersey retirement in uh, 2019, like March 2019. He was like, look, man, I think this Kaepernick thing's about to go. You know, me and Ava, you know, and Cap have all been kind of working on. I wrote this pilot. I think Netflix is really going to fuck with it. If it goes, I'm going to hit you and I'm going to bring you on. And I'm like, you know, look, bro, I love you no matter what. Like, if you can get me on, great. But it's Hollywood, so you hear a lot of shit sometimes. People tell you they'll do this, that, or whatever. It don't end up working out for whatever reason. I'm just like, look, if it don't work out, you know, still all love between us. I just appreciate you even considering me. So fast forward, it's funny. I'm I'm working on another show uh, for Fox Sports in November. Let's say it's like a Wednesday. He calls me. He's like, yo, it's going. We start Monday. And I'm like, oh, shit, bro. uh, Let me call you back. (laughs) I got to think about it real quick. (laughs) And you just keep bombarding me. And I was so fucked up in my head that I didn't even think. I was like, oh, I don't want to quit this other job and give him two days notice. So I literally called my wife. I'm like, yo, Starberry hit me with, you said the Colin shit. I got to start Monday. She was like, why, why are you talking to me? You better go fucking call the bank and tell me you're doing this shit. Like, what's... So I called back right away. I'm like, yo, I'm sorry, dog. I won't ever do any no, no shit like that like, to you ever again. <laughs> I apologize sincerely. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. Like, this shit but, no, but that's real, though, because like that, you so excited and like it's your wife, right? Like, that's the person you want to share your good news with. You want to share your good news with her, right? You like, wait, hold on, hey, I got it. Monday, we about to, and it's like, hey, nigga, you better go. And immediately you snap back into reality. You like, oh shit, you're right. I need to probably before he don't answer the phone when I call back. Like I need to probably. And, and go ahead. Yeah. And Starberry, my boy, but that's what he, he was kind of <laughs> yeah. like. Huh? He was like, what? <laughs> like what? what you like, mean? Yeah, like, what you talking about? <laughs> He was kind of like, oh, man, you should just do that other thing. Now I'm like, bro, stop fucking with me. I know you, I know, you know I'm going to do this shit. So, so literally, we're in there. I, I want to say like the first or second week we're there working on it. Colin comes in. He's supposed to come come hang out with us for a couple of days so we can just kind of, you know, pick his brain, figure mm-hmm. out what the stories are going to be. That very week, he gets the workout in Atlanta. He finds out that news. But even from jump, we're all kind of, you know, I worked in the NFL Network for a long ass time. So when I heard it initially, I'm like, this shit just feels funky. Like, this is some bullshit. Come to find out they wanted to sign this waiver that basically would have, you know, precluded them from being in any more lawsuits or some bullshit. And it's just like, come on, man, how you going to play with this dude? You know, just just playing with these dudes emotions and, and, and treating them a certain way. But just to be able to be in a room with Colin, to be able to talk to him, to be able to just look him in the eyes and ask him, yo, do you want to play football? And to see his response as a man to another man, like, yeah, motherfucker, yeah. don't ever ask me no stupid shit like that. <laughs> his eyes were just yeah. like, and I'm just like, I just needed to know, Colin, because I hear all this bullshit from all these people yeah. that seem to know more about you than you do. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, but this thing is going to really, really show who he is, how he became the man that he is. It focuses on his high school years, and you're going to really learn even then. He grew up in Turlock, California, which is in, in Central California. And people here Cali, and yeah, we're a blue state, but there's definitely parts of this state that are not blue, right? And Central gotcha. California is one of those areas that is heavy on the red side, right? So, you know, he said he grew up like five minutes away from the, the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, like, shit. He, he knew these types of shit just growing up out there. And if you can imagine a black kid growing up with two white parents, uh, he was adopted. Right. And just what that situation was like. And, it, it, and it's a tough time because he's trying to discover his blackness, trying to discover who he yeah. is. Yeah, it got to be a conflict. It has to be. Because it's like, these are, it's your, you know, it's, it's your parents, right? Like, these are your parents, right? You, you know, you're adopted, but these are your parents right now. But you are still who you are, so it's like, like it got to be like a daily struggle, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a that's a ill, super ill concept. Like, and I'm when I saw it, I was like, I want to know more about him because I want to know more about who he is, not just about who we see in the media, right? The football player. Like it's easy to just portray football players as like a football player first. 
oh, but also they have this. And it's like, nah, this is a man yeah. who also had football. Like, he has things going on in his real life. He's a real person outside of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, so, and, and, and just for those who, who, who may not be aware, like, like when, is, when is this coming out? When can we expect this? Uh, October 29th, we just found out, I think, last week, uh, Ava did okay. a big interview and dropped the release. Because I'm on the inside, people are asking me, yo, when's it coming out? But she's very, you know, she runs a tight ship. So, yeah. so we, we, we find information out where y'all do. I'm just saying. Okay, like, got you. You got know, you. I don't have, you know, I'm, I'm not quite at that level to get all the inside info and shit. But we yeah. know come out at some point this year. But October 29th is supposed to drop six episode limited series. I wrote one of the, one of the episodes and then uh, okay. got a, a story by credit. Another one on, on the finale episode that uh, Starberry wrote. But man, it's, it's, it's just honestly being around uh, Starberry. And this was his first time running the show. Just a tremendous experience. We had an extremely talented crew. Uh, you know, Terry Schaefer, Raynell Swilling, two t- amazingly talented writers. So I've also got the opportunity to work with on another show of Ava's called Cherish the Day, where they were showrunners. Uh, Evan Ball, an, an up-and-coming writer who's just, you know, just super, super talented. Natasha Trotter, who was another writer on the project, who did an amazing job. So we got a, it was a small, small, tight crew, but we grinded. We worked real hard, man. I think the, the most important thing for us was just to be able to tell a great story but stay as honest and truthful as possible. And you yeah. look at Colin. Colin's a guy who literally had one scholarship offer coming out of high school, ended mm-hmm. up going to, to to Nevada Reno, you know, putting up just record-breaking numbers, yeah. you know, you know, just doing the most obscene shit. I remember it's funny, I remember Colin from back in those days. I mean, you watch like the late night whack games on the on the West Coast. And I'm just like, who the fuck is this dude out here just just <laughs> lanky, yeah. gangly dude, but just <laughs> busting ass, running all over dudes. And to see his, his transformation in the league and just everything he continues to do now, even though he's been blackballed, and especially all the shit going on now with guys refusing to get vaccinated and all this other yeah. type of shit. Oh, my God. Yo, that, this is the wackest shit. This is the wackest shit to me because they're willing to stand in solidarity with this and yeah. be like, oh, it's bigger than this. It's bigger than that. And I'm like, huh? Like, yeah. he just was telling y'all this about people – that look just like me and you losing their lives, bro. Like getting having their li- not losing having their lives taken from them, stolen from them. And y'all was like, "Let's keep it football, though." You know, we talking about football, but now because <laughs> exactly. it was shot, you talking about fucking is like you probably just dog. Like that shit is man. That shit is it's it's disheartening. It's disheartening. It's upsetting. It's it's mad. It's sad, bro. Like it's sad above anything because y'all put the shield before everything. When it comes to like you know violence, when it comes to this, it's like, well, what about my freedom? What about my, huh? Like, what are you like, dog? It, that shit is crazy. It's the it's the it's the illest shit ever, dog. Um, but before we get you up out of here, this is the Rap Names Podcast, dog. We wanna, I wanna ask you this, right? It's two part. One, so I don't know if you know our rap names. I don't know, Jerv. I'll I'll tell you this right now, right? Jerv name was. <laughs> Yo, my man. I know. I'm sorry. How do you do this, No, because he don't know. I know. I gotta tell him. I gotta. It's tell all good. Him. My my rap name. My rap. Now I'm out. This no. No, listen. <laughs> a rap name was beige because on fucking um how to be a player. Uh, Bernie Mac said um some 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 you beige motherfucker. So I was like, oh shit, I gotta drop. BMF. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm in there, right? <laughs> I, already, I, I, I already got what everybody else has. I got the I got the ill movie lamp, <laughs> ill movie shouting me out. Like this is me. 
That's the drop. So yeah, so beige or whatever the case may be, because I wanted to use yeah. all that all that how to be the player yeah. shit. And my shit was uh my shit was M Holler. My shit was M Holler because I listened to Stick to the Script off the Dynasty album in 2000. And you know, my name is Mariano, right? It started with an M. They was talking about the Holler family, William M. Holler, William H. Holler. And I was like, oh shit. I'm 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 gonna be a rapper, first of all. I know I'm gonna sign a Rockefeller. I know they're gonna fuck with my content. I know they are. So I'm gonna be M Holler. I'm already in the family. Like it is what it is. So it's a two-part thing. One, if 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 you rapped, right? If you rap on the spot, what like what do you what would your rap name be? If you had to pick a rap name right now, what would your rap name be? I'll probably go with the uh the Great Light Hope. The Great Light Hope? <laughs> Something like that. Hey, that's crazy. Oh, no. Oh, that's no. crazy. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to lie. If I picked up a Clue tape or Envy tape or K-Slay and I saw that name on there, yo, let me get that. Because I whatever whatever this is, yeah, let me let me get this tape, dog. Like, ten, you want 15 for that? Let me get that. Because I my need sh- to. My shit wouldn't last long. I'll probably have two, <laughs> like two classics and I'll be retired. That's all you need is two classics, man. I ain't gonna lie. Um, second part to that though is being that you're from. What, what, what you saying, Jer? Some niggas don't even have one. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, two classics. That's all you need. You you good. You good forever. Um, but the second part to that, but like I said, but but uh, before before you let you go, if you had to make a list, right? Top five. It could be your favorite. Your favorite five from California. You don't got to be the best or whatever. Who's your top five from Cali ever from all time? Ooh, top five Cali ever. We, we, we're taking Pac, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta go with Snoop just for his longevity, everything he was doing. Gotta go with Cube, because Cube mm-hmm. is fucking... It's Cube. You know, it's Cube. It's Cube. Yeah. DJ Quick, my favorite Quick. producer, slap rap, rapper of all time. Okay. Um, Shit, who would the last one that fi- be? That fifth spot be tough, dog. That I mean, I gotta, I gotta go with Nip just out of, out of love and okay. respect. Okay. We grew up around the same area, uh, you know. I got family that was in the same set, and you know, just just everything that Nip represented and still represents from just the struggle, being able to escape. You know, where he got gunned down at, there's a spot called Master Burger that used to be there, and I used to go get hamburgers there in high school and shit at night. And literally, you know, you knew you were risking your life every time you, you go. But I just them burgers must have been good than a the burgers are good dog. as fuck. Listen, Chili I'm gonna tell you this. Fries. I'm telling niggas right now, dog. If if the spot that you go to doesn't look dangerous or like somebody don't work like really work there or something, the food not gonna be good. I'm gonna tell this you that right five, now. This ain't five guys over here. Nope. Okay. Yeah, nah. <laughs> oh, this is this is five. This is five indictments. Like this is five indictments on the owner of this restaurant. Like you know this establishment. You don't even know if it really exists until you go up there and open the door. You're like, oh shit, y'all y'all open? And like, yeah, yeah, what you want? You like, oh yeah, this food about to hit. I know it's about to hit. They got the bulletproof glass. You got to put the cash in. Oh, yeah. Boom, get your chain. And they got Kool-Aid back there, too. Not even like a Coke or a Sprite. It's Kool-Aid back there. Yeah, nah, facts. Facts, You already know. So, but just to see Nip's, 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 you know, contributions and just growing up in that area, Crenshaw, Slauson, you know, everybody knows that, that intersection, but... To know that's where he lost his life too, man. He didn't. He didn't leave the hood. He stayed, and he was trying to build yeah. a lot of great shit down there. That's a, that's you know, a good he, ass, good he was still right there. there. That's he was a good still ass there, five, man. Um, I know Gary Payton. I was listening to uh, you know, I had, you know, I get some of this stuff early from uh, Baron Davis pod, right? Like shout out to the Point Guy pod, shout out to BD. Um, Gary Payton was talking about you know before he played games, right? You know, as far as like where his trash talk came from, he used to play too short, E forty, and Ice Cube before every game. And when he got to the arena, he would get a Big Mac. He would send somebody out, right? Get a Big Mac, fries, six-piece nugget, and a strawberry shake. 
And based off of the music he was listening to and how that fool made his stomach feel, he was gonna punk the shit out of whoever he was playing if it was a young, if it was a young guy. And if his stomach started hurting from the food, he gonna punk you even more because he mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think that Cali music, like that Cali influence runs deep. Like that shit is like fueled a lot of legends, like truthfully. Real shit, so. <laughs> uh, G- GP, my pop used to work for the Sonics back in the day, so he got all types of GP stories. And yeah. that dude, when you talk about a dude that can literally shit talk you, he kind of reminds me of Draymond just from a shit talk standpoint. Like, you'll never be able to get in his mind, like, at no point. Nothing you can say to him is ever going to phase him. He might lose whatever, but there's nothing you're going to say that's ever going to phase him. He's going to talk crazy, reckless, wild to you. Him and George Carl used to go at it back in the days. Like, it didn't matter who. Anybody in his vicinity could get it. So I got a tremendous amount of love for GP. Shout out to GP. GP, man, shout out to GP. Uh, that episode is out right now too. Uh, you know, if y'all if y'all want to catch uh, part one, part two will be out soon. Part two will be out uh, this Wednesday coming up. You guys are here. This it'll be Sunday. Uh, this Wednesday that's coming up. Uh, part two will be out with him and BD. Um, but look, dog, we started the show off giving you flowers. We want to end the show giving you flowers. Um, much love to you for coming on here. You know, for uh, gracing us with your presence, for being consistent all of these years, man. For all your contributions to the culture for being a stand-up dude, uh, you know, for never wavering. You know what I'm saying? I know a bunch of shit probably coming your way, you know, good and bad, and you still stand 10 toes down and you stand strong on what you believe in and your foundation and everything you built to this point. And I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. And I love you, bro. Like, always. It's always love. You already know that. Like, from 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 way back. You know what I'm saying? Um, We're going to continue to support you, though, for real. Keep doing your thing, man, for real. Like, True inspiration, shit. like real shit, bro. On the flip side, I got to give y'all y'all love, man. Just, you know, every every time I pull up, man, I got number of respect for y'all. Y'all always show major love. Y'all always do top-notch, high-quality shit. It's always good. Like, I do a lot of these things. Sometimes I be bored, ready to take naps. But with y'all, I'm always locked in. Sometimes yeah, it's like yeah. sitting back and listening to y'all talking. <laughs> that shit be cranking me up. Yeah. I know how much love y'all got for each other, but y'all be going at each other like brothers. Thanks. So it's fucking a Thanks. beautiful thing to see from the true hoop shit all the way to now, man. Whenever y'all yeah. need me, let me know, and I'm going to pull up. Man, appreciate you, dog. For real, it don't, it, don't, it don't get no better than that, man. Hey, it's us, man. It's Jer. It's Mari. It's the motherfucking king. Josiah. We out, man. Till next week. <laughs>